1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by Hemisphere Coffee com, Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters.com.
0: 989 FM, the answer.
1: I enjoy my job here at The Answer very much. I like interacting with you on The Bruce Hooley Show. You can reach me, bruce989theanswer.com, 844-TALK-989. But I don't know, maybe just for a second here, I could audition for another job. Aaron, tell me how I'm doing. I'm auditioning for executive producer of Chris Cuomo Tonight on CNN. And a story crosses my desk that says... New York State has acknowledged that it has found 12,000 more COVID deaths in New York than Andrew Cuomo's administration had counted. Cuomo reported that 43,400 people had died of COVID. However, new New York Governor Kathy Hochul says the actual number is 55,400 based upon death certificate data submitted to the CDC. So now you're ready for my audition? This story crosses my plate. I look at it, 12,000 more deaths than previously acknowledged by Andrew Cuomo. And my audition, it's very short, it's very quick, don't miss it. My audition for Chris Cuomo tonight, executive producer, is You ready? Four words. This is not news. Am I hired? Ah. Executive producer, Chris Cuomo tonight, Andrew Cuomo, understated New York COVID deaths by 12,000. This is not news. Uh, oh well, I don't know if he wants you to hide it or not, yeah, so I don't know. I'm hired, man. I'm hired. Now I'm gonna go get the big swab and we'll have we'll have uh Andy on and we'll yuck it up and talk about Mon or pasta recipes. Man, how's this guy? This guy, how is this guy not in jail? You know, the only real dilemma on Andrew Cuomo is not should he be in jail, it's what should he be in jail for. Should he be in jail for sexual molestation or should he be in jail for what are indisputably crimes he committed by vastly understating COVID deaths by forcing underlings to write a book for him that he took a $5 million advance for? Wow, this guy, what a piece of work. And this is a guy that the Democratic Party held up as a possible stand in for Joe Biden as a presidential candidate. Boy, it's a good thing those headlines came out when they did because uh, there might have been a move, move to draft him. Now, uh, Republicans are not without their own uh, prematurely anointed star. Uh, I like this woman. Christy, Christy Nome, South Dakota governor, but I sometimes scratch my head at the things that she does. Uh, she has decided she will not back her Republican statehouse attempts to institute a law banning vaccine mandates within the state. Uh, she says that if they pass this, then we're setting a precedent for what we are telling businesses they have to do far into the future. No, actually, you're not. You are just confining that. See that's see, work with me here, Christy. This is why there is a bill with specificity attached to a law. the law says like they give it a they give it a name, ban on vaccine mandates. That's like on the big big bold print on page one. And then, and then you read down through page one, page two, page three, page four, maybe page, I don't know, 50, maybe. 50 pages. You Got to take a little time to read it. But in that print, it tells you everything that they cannot do. Everything the law precludes. That's how that works. So you can pass a law banning vaccine mandates. And it doesn't at all tell businesses what they have to do far into the future. It's very narrow. It's very confined. It's very specific, very targeted. Vaccine mandates. Stick to that. That's it, right? It's not like a Democratic budget bill where they say it's for this and it ends up being, it's not an infrastructure bill where it's got, you know, Ibram X. Kendi funding in it. No, no. This, presumably, because it was written by Republicans, would actually delve into solely the one thing they're after. <sighs> she and Mike DeWine ought to get together. So, again, she has chosen her, ra- her route, her path. She's sending all kinds of fundraising materials out. I get her emails. You may be too if you're uh, a conservative, you're on certain sites. I'm sure she's purchased certain mailing lists, but... When she balked on signing the transgender ban, well, no, that's wrong. I fell for the leftist trick. When she balked on signing the bill requiring students to play sports that match their biological sex at birth, it's not a ban on transgender athletes at all because they can play any sport. They want to play. If they're born a man, they can play any boy sport. If they're born a woman, they can play any female sport. When she refused to sign that because she said, well, we'll end up losing in court. You know, that's the difference, isn't it? Biden says, yeah, I know we're going to lose in court, but we'll do it anyway and we'll make them beat us in court. He was wrong. His was against the Constitution. Hers wasn't. So, mistake. Now, Biden did lose in court yesterday. It was delightful. The Supreme Court has reinstituted the Remain in Mexico policy on the border. Now, again, I don't know that the Democrats will actually adhere to this, but Supreme Court in a party-line vote. Wow, John Roberts! John Roberts, who sometimes has selective dementia in that he forgets. He doesn't forget his name or his kids' names or... You know, where he put his robe or stuff like that. John Roberts has selective dementia. He only occasionally forgets he's supposed to be a conservative. But yesterday was a good day for Justice Roberts. He remembered that he is a conservative. And he voted with the other conservative members of the court. And they outvoted the liberal justices, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan. And they said, hey, Biden administration... You have to reinstate the immigration policy that requires illegal aliens, not undocumented workers, illegal aliens, because they're in the country illegally if they did not come through channels, they have to stay in their country of origin before they come in. Now, this is, of course, criticized by immigration advocates uh, because they say, and I quote, From the story on USA Today. Leftist USA Today. Immigrant advocates and former immigration judges told the high court this week that the policy was, and I quote, a humanitarian catastrophe that leaves asylum seekers, quote, murdered, raped, kidnapped, extorted, and compelled to live in squalid conditions where they face significant procedural barriers to meaningfully present their protection claims. Okay. Let's tackle the veracity of that accusation. I actually believe that is quite possibly true. I do. And it's sad. But the reality is, where they're coming from is not much, if any, different from those exact same conditions. It's not. And so, while it would be wonderful in a land where unicorns fly and clouds rain lollipops from the sky, it would be great in that world if we could take every person from every country who wants to get into the United States because they come from a land where they are facing these kinds of conditions. But that is not something we can do. We don't have unlimited money. I know, I know, you might think we do from the way Biden's spending. We don't have unlimited money. And we cannot just let people walk across the Rio Grande and come into our country because we don't know who they are. That is why we are a country, because we have boundaries. We have borders. We have ways for people to get in. But you can't just flood in, board a bus, go wherever you want to go. We don't have a country if that's how we're going to do it. So there's a orderly policy in place that you petition for admittance to the usa and then if that's granted then you can come in that is how it must be otherwise we'll end up exactly like the place you came from and you don't want that if you're an immigrant to the united states you want the united states to be the united states you've heard about and dreamed about and hoped in which you could live we have to have these kinds of policies in order to preserve the kind of country we are so we can be that shining city on a hill where people come and have a chance to achieve. And we have to reserve the right to say no to some because of their criminal background, because they're presenting a bogus case that they're persecuted or whatever. We have to have that. That is not a cruel policy. Is not an inhumane policy. It is a necessary policy for any orderly country to exist and to thrive and to maintain the very values that immigrants are seeking to find here. Otherwise, we're just like where they left and there would be no point in them leaving. The Twitter poll, do you approve of Ohio State requiring students to get the COVID-19 vaccine? Holding pretty steady. 68 or 9% of you, it vacillates, say no, you do not approve of this. Uh, 31% of you say yes, you do approve. Now, again, this is somewhat predicted by who your audience is. Because, I mean, if you, let's say uh, a conservative talk, Ben Shapiro puts a poll out. It's going to skew toward the conservative end because Ben Shapiro is a conservative. He's probably followed by conservatives. He's followed by some liberals who don't like him, want to see what he's up to. But typically, it's going to skew conservative. My followers, around, I don't know, 18,000 or so, pretty evenly distributed between Columbus and Cleveland, because I've done radio in both cities. So uh, I find that significant because, you know, you would think the Cleveland part would skew Democrat, and that would bolster the yes side. But in this case, it has not. 68% no, they do not approve. 32% yes. Now, as for the person who ultimately owned that decision, Christina Johnson, the president of Ohio State, she sent an email out yesterday explaining her decision. Uh, She is meeting and has uh, met for the first time now with New Columbus police chief or relatively new Columbus police chief, Elaine Bryant. Why? Well, because they've got a crime problem in the campus area. Imagine that. Crime spiking all over Columbus. Kids coming back to school. Money in their pocket. Maybe maybe they're like me when I went to Ohio State. Uh, fresh off the pickle truck. Country boy in the big city. And uh, a little naive. Hey, let's go take a walk at 1 or 2 in the morning. Sure, why not? What could happen on my way back from the rec hall, at one or two in the morning? Well, bad things right now because people are bad. Uh, parents tell reporters from ABC six their kids are sitting ducks, and there have been many scary incidents. So uh, Christina Johnson and Elaine Bryan are going to meet. They're going to meet this problem to death. They're going to maybe maybe they're going to do what uh, what the um. Not the League of Nations. Why can't I think of it? The uh, <laughs> the United Nations. They're going to issue a strongly worded press release. You Taliban, you behave yourselves. Christina Johnson and Elaine Bryant, they're going to issue a press release. Hey, all you kids out there with your guns preying upon Ohio State students. Hey, hey, you cut that out. I, I await the press release. Uh, Uniform patrols. That's interesting. They want columbus police to do more uniform patrols in the campus area funny i'm not a columbus police officer but if i were a columbus police officer i'm pretty sure i would remember less than a year ago when ohio state students rallied get the columbus police off campus we don't want them on campus because you know why george floyd that's why what did that have to do with columbus police bupkis zero zip nada nothing but they're cops so they're bad right sure of course All those smart kids who navigated the Ohio State entrance policies. They're making, you know, an unmistakable, irrefutable, unimpeachable, logical conclusion. One cop in Minneapolis knelt on a guy. That guy died. He's a bad cop. All cops in Columbus are bad cops. Get him off campus. And wouldn't you know, a couple months later, how about that? Crime in a campus area spiking, one student sexually assaulted, others held at gunpoint, couple pistol whipped. Oh, there couldn't possibly be any connection between the way you disrespected Columbus police and told them to get out of your life and the fact that now the areas in and around campus proved to be fertile ground for criminal activity. Duh. Wow. You just can't see some things coming, can you? You can see this coming a mile away. As Larry Elder, our colleague at Salem Media, began to build momentum in the recall election of California Governor Gavin Newsom in a state that stinks of Democrats, voter fraud was just around the corner, and here it is. A man was arrested in California Monday in possession of more than 300 ballots. How about that? Two other women were shown on video on uh, Twitter stealing ballots from a ballot box. According to recent polling, left-wing political groups are shocked and shaken because Governor Gavin Newsom is a lot closer to losing his recall and he should be in a deep blue state and what's more he's close to losing to republican candidate columnist and <laughs> pundit usa today says larry elder yes let's disparage larry elder as a pundit as he's a he couldn't possibly be an esteemed talk show host no i'm going to tell you i don't know whether to wish that on larry elder or not that he'd win the governorship of California. The people of California would do so much better with Larry Elder. And maybe he would turn out to be a transformative political figure in California and people would begin to wor- realize something that is eminently obvious from any drive down a downtown street in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Venice Beach, or any other suburb. And that is that democratic policies are catastrophic for All people. They're catastrophic for the poor people, the disadvantaged, the uh, deranged, the mentally ill, compromised, for the addicts and the junkies. They're catastrophic for them. They're also catastrophic for the regular citizens who are law abiding, who have had a blessed life, lived a good life, done all the right things, gone to school, got a job, worked hard, saved their money, provided for their family. It's catastrophic for them because they can no longer go into their downtown without stepping over hypodermic needles and feces and everything else. They can no longer show the beauty of their city, whether it's San Francisco or L.A., with their children. They can't possibly do that. You're not safe. So the Democratic policies, the compassionate Democratic policies where, you know, you're not going to be arrested if you steal less than, what is the, ceiling is it four hundred dollars two hundred fifty dollars a thousand dollars i don't know i was watching tucker last night saw a warehouse filled with home depot merchandise only problem is it was not a home depot warehouse it was a warehouse where people do the grab and go they run into a store the video i saw was of a neiman marcus four five six people run out holding purses whatever whatever it is under the shoplifting ceiling And they jump into a car, and away they go. And they warehouse the stuff, and they sell it online at a discount. They're making thousands, if not millions of dollars off these kinds of endeavors. While Gavin Newsom wonders why, in a blue state, people would want to recall him. Well, never can accuse a Democrat of being smart. Or of taking ownership of anything. That campus crime problem, Andrew Ginther, our mayor, says it's because there are too many guns